Wake up in the morning, had to make a play. Rolling up that loud, I smoke one to the face. Wake up in the morning, had to make a play. I had to make a play. I had to make a play. I'ma get money forever. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Love the Game, the Love the Game podcast. We talk hoops, football, that's the NBA and NFL, and combat sports, plus whatever else comes to mind that's important happening in the world. I am your host, Ash. As always, I'm with my co-host, E. Elias. Say what's up. What's good? Love the game. We're back. Glad to be back in a new space and a new energy for the new year coming up and everything like that. Glad to be back, man. I feel like we say that a lot because we're always taking little hiatuses. You know, life is hard and keeping up with shit is hard, especially when you have like day jobs and shit that you got to take care of. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we love sports and we love talking about sports and hanging out with each other. So that's why we always come back. Mm-hmm. We have our usual what agenda set up. So I'm going to start from the beginning, getting back into the swing of things. And uh, we're going to start with our weekly MVPs. So I'll let you go first. In sports today, who was your MVP? All right. So, you know, Clipper Nation stand up. We're out here, man. Uh, MVP uh, is Paul George, man. He has been balling out, all right? People, of course, with their doubts and their haters, we, we, we're we all apparent to this. But Mr. Paul George, in his last three games, has been averaging 32 points on 58-52% of shooting. And no Kawhi Leonard. And that's going to be a big yeah. topic because Kawhi has not been playing. He's played a couple of games. This fool's um, And so, you know, that's going to be on everybody's minds, of course, the haters included. But, you know, <laughs> Paul George has been stepping up to the plate. He's been helping out our team. And that, 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 that's my MVP. He's really good. I love it. You know, Paul George is here. We are here. Improved our record <laughs> five and four. So that's, that's all I got to say on that, man. You know, um, I don't have a problem with Paul George. I like Paul George as a player. He did get a lot of slack. That's because he was Palmdale P in that one that one season or series. Oh, man. Uh, it, it was just bad, Let's you not know. Talk about that. Um, was that the bubble? <laughs> yeah, that it was, was the, bubble. the bubble. You know, there's a lot going on in people's lives, so we should forgive him. And ever since then, he's really bounced back and shown how great of a player he is, and that he is one of the stars in the league. I mean, averaging 32 points is that 58% from the field, 52% from three. That's some, those are MVP like numbers now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's not he could easily get overlooked if he keeps that up he can't get overlooked they have to put him in that conversation yep. especially if um, the Clippers win games and they're if they're in the top four and he has those numbers or the top three uh, where are they now real oh, quick in the, the standings the standings for the West right now are all over the place yeah they're all over um, the place but we're gonna get to that a little bit later too the standings but, for the West and just the league in general are, it's a shit show uh, pretty wishy-washy if you will uh, I mean I just nothing stand. is it's just been a weird start to the season which is um topic we'll talk about later it is definitely um, weird a lot of teams who have not been pursued as to be interesting have been interesting this NBA season that is one thing we can say um uh, now let's, let's let's get a little update on these real quick, right? Yeah, we can take our time. Yeah, awesome. I know, right? We're uh, we are in person now. This is our first in person recording for Love the Game. By the way, this that is, is true. We are here, and I can also edit anything out if it takes us like ten minutes to find a damn stat. We can edit that so out. So in the Western Conference right now, the, the Clippers, Clippers are literally the eighth seed. We are okay, eighth seed, well, but we're tied. We're tied for the 
seventh seed with the Pelicans right now. Okay, well, they the point is, if um, if they can get up there in the standings and he's having those numbers, he PG has to be in the conversation because those numbers are insane. But the favorites are always Jokic and Giannis and yep. yada, yada, yada. Anyways, um, you know, at the end of the day, Paul, uh, Paul George is <laughs> from – Southern California from Palmdale, so I'm, I'm joking, you know, about Palmdale P, but I respect the man. He's balling, and we'll get to that Kawhi thing a little bit later, so we'll save the rest. Uh, okay, my MVP is really my ROI, but the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's only been, like, what, we're maybe 10 games to the season for most teams, so there's a lot of, I mean, the majority of NBA to be played this season, but it's very, very clear uh, that Paulo Banchero, did I say that right? Yes, Paulo. Paulo uh, Banchero is going to be a star. Um, some people just come in from the get-go and they have a feel for the game. And so if he's able to score at this rate, I mean, he's only averaging 22 points a game on about 46% shooting, but he's had back-to-back, I believe, 30-point games, second player in NBA history uh, to have 30-plus point, 30 points and 15-plus rebounds. Uh, and I believe LeBron was the other one in, like, back-to-back games or something like that. So it's wild. Um, and I think it's, like, an obvious MVP because there's a little hype around him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm very impressed when any young man can come into the NBA, come into the league, and make an impact right away. Uh, so just imagine how good he'll be in three, four seasons from now if, you know, he still keeps it up and works at it, right? But if you're able to do this and have a feel for the NBA, imagine in three years when you're, like, getting into your prime. It's making me think of um, Ja Morant, who came in. He won Rookie of the Year as well, and really has just, like, not stopped. So uh, some people just have that feel. The Magic look dangerous, I will say that, especially now with the addition of Bowl Bowl. They got Paolo. They got Jalen Suggs still, who's still balling. Their team looks really good. They could definitely be uh, an Eastern uh, heavyweight in this league. A threat. I think we're seeing... And then we'll get into some of our other topics um, for the episode. But I think we're seeing sort of a change in this league. I think there's people who are using the word parody. There's like the most uh, parody, which I think is just like it's anyone's shot mm-hmm. this season. Then yeah, the it's... first time in a long time, you really don't know what the heck's going to happen. It's going to get crazy. Yeah, but it's going to be good. Um, so with that being said, we're going to move on to some more NBA topics. First discussion, I like to ask the questions and you give really great analysis so, Victor Wimbenyama, who I have seen it. First of all, he's a fucking gigantic. Seven <laughs> feet. Seven that feet, picture man. of him standing up next to um, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And Rudy and Gobert is a seven Yes, player. it's wild. So, I mean, I haven't watched any of his games start to finish, but I have seen um, uh, a few minutes of some games and, of course, clips online. And just I just look at his body and how he's able to dribble, handle the ball, shoot the jumper. Of course, his game is not refined for the NBA yet, but he I mean, he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. So the, the question is, do you think teams are going to tank for him? I think the obvious answer is yes, but the NBA apparently came up with some new rule. Yes. Right? Um, so what's that yes. new rule? Explain it to me because, Frank, I heard about it, but I didn't really dive too deep into it. So Adam... Silver, NBA commissioner is trying to get this pushed through to where NBA teams uh, will be basically an anti-tanking league. So any team that wants to, you know, play all their crappy players or anything like that, 
it's a possibility of these teams getting demoted to the G leagues and lower leagues of that nature. So uh, we could be seeing a possible shift in this NBA future. It has not been approved yet. Um, there are a lot of other things that the NBA is conditioning right now through their uh, NBA PA and all this other stuff, especially around our other topics we're going to discuss today. Um, but it's an interesting rule. I, I don't necessarily hate it, but I don't know if it translates to something positive because franchises need these players and these new kids coming into the league. Um... Due to the fact that some of these franchises just don't have success. Yeah, they suck. If we like if, if the Clippers didn't make the multi deal that they had to get Kawhi and Paul George and then shift all these other pieces around, we'd still be in the same place that we were a long, long time ago. So I would say the same thing for the Lakers. I would say the same thing for a lot of the teams around this league that have gotten a revamp in the last couple of years and have seen a lot of great success. So I'm not against it. But I'm not 100% for it. I don't know if my host here as well is for this, but uh, it's seen a lot of traction. I, it could get passed, could get not. It, it's up in the air right now. Well, my, what I'm confused about um, is how are they going to determine who's tanking or not? Exactly. I mean, I, I guess I, it could I be obvious know. if you're like sitting your stars yeah. every day, like or being you know, the one. Or major superstars aren't playing right. major minutes anymore. Over, like you know, if you have one star but no help around them, I guess I could see that. But if teams genuinely are out there trying and they just aren't are winning losing, games, I mean, it's at like, the end yeah, of the, what do you do? Right, like how do you d- determine? Because at the end of the day, you're gonna have a a, a one seed. And then a 15, right? There's 30 teams yep. in the league. Someone's mm-hmm. going to be one. Someone's going to be 15. Exactly. That's just, it has to be that way. So are you going to start to penalize teams that just aren't good? Because someone's going to fall in that slot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, but that's s- not tanking. Being 15th yeah, is not no, tanking. It's, not. it's sucking. Yeah. It's not being very good. Um, so they're, and I'm sure, you know, Adam Silver's a smart man. I'm sure he's been in rooms discussing these very questions mm-hmm. and so I'm sure there's more to it we just like have heard that like oh this thing might happen without any explanation yet uh, but we'll see that's interesting yeah um, but I- no this this kid Victor he is uh, he is good for the future of basketball we had a potential sighting at something like this this year um, Chet Holmgren as you know was supposed to premiere this year uh, yeah his number one draft pick he was gonna spice up the league and then uh, the unfortunate incident that happened during the Crawford uh, rec league with he shall not be mentioned LeBron James and uh, that was our potential for this but now we're seeing another kid super young hasn't even come of like really age yet Victor Wembanyama is seven foot three and he is dominating at his level he's putting up phenomenal stats now granted we see a lot of this from our new talented players, like the G League now has been a bustle for all these new players. They've created their own teams. They have their own separations now. We've seen players like Jalen Green, mm-hmm. you name it, come out of the G League and do phenomenal. But this kid is playing international ball. He is playing for France. He is one of their top players, if not the top player for them right now. And he's putting up stats. 33-12-4-3 and three in one game. The NBA is so interested in this kid now. They have been live streaming every single one of his games for free on the NBA app. There's been no prospect, granted, past prospects in the year other than if, like, LeBron James had, like, this technology that we have now. I'm pretty sure the same thing would be happening. But this is not – this no player that has coming into the league like this, has traction like this 
I'll say since like Zion or since I can, I don't even know this kid is crazy. You know that that the the fact that the NBA is live streaming him his games to me makes him seem a little hypocritical to then be like, oh, don't tank for him though. Yeah, like he's exactly, good enough for exactly. us to to make money. Let's make this let's, rule, <laughs> but then but like hype it watch up. Watch his kids' games. Yeah, right? like, like we're gonna hype him up, put him on our platform, <laughs> you know, and essentially we're helping the wave i mean the hype is going to be there no matter what because of how good he is and people mm-hmm. want to see him so it's a business move yeah. everyone wants to see this guy play we're going to put him on our app but at the same time then you're going to make a rule to condemn teams yep. for tanking for the guy that you are now promoting on the app so i don't know that's a, it's a little hypocritical to me but again the, the rule hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't passed or anything mm-hmm. but yeah um he very much resembles chet holmgren obviously in size and stature um it sucks too, man, because number one overall pick, and I feel like, I don't know if this has happened throughout the history of sports, history of NBA, but time after time after time, I mean, there are more people, players who don't get injured who do, but there are these big name stars who get injured, like, yep. before, I'm thinking of Zion Williamson and his timeout, I'm thinking of early in, um, God, uh, Embiid's career, yeah, all Embiid, the years yeah. he yeah, lost, yeah. right? Now you have Chet Holmgren, even uh, James Weissman, uh, yep, plays for the Warriors. He, I think barely coming back. Barely now. coming back, and barely he only played back. like a, well. He had some. It was like some. Uh, I think like a, he had some scandal in mm. college and stuff. So that's why he didn't play that season. But still, like missed first two seasons. So he only he's barely played any games. It's yeah. wild. Um, I don't really know how you prevent it. It's gonna happen. It's you know contact sports, not football. But yeah. you know you're making contact, and again more people. More players don't get injured than who do, but a lot of times it's these big like you're gonna change big the yeah, big change names, the league, you're gonna change unicorn-ish. the league, change the franchise, and then yeah. boom. But you know a lot of times they're big guys too. So, yeah. anyways, wishing that. wishing well for Chet. We want him to come back and be a great player. I yes, do, and hopefully, so. I mean, we want to see Victor Wembanyama too. But I really want to see Chet and see how he changed the league. I wanted to see Chet as well. Yeah, that was my, so, I wanted him to go number one. He uh, went number one. Hopefully, uh, Victor doesn't take too much of the shine, but. That might be a good thing. That would be a great thing Less for next pressure, year. Yeah, yeah, next year's league. If they play against each other, that would be Oh, that would be great be next a, year. Or yep. if they end up on the same team, who knows? Maybe OKC. While OKC is doing great this year, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe OKC. OKC lands on the back burner again. Maybe we see another team pick them up. We, we shall see. We, we will. See. All right, moving on. I have a question. Does any of this surprise you? We talked about it a little bit. Earlier, when you were discussing Paul George, I have an answer. Kawhi Leonard is not playing. He's not suiting up. What's going on, buddy? <sighs> you know, I've had to answer this question a lot this week, uh, my generous co-host. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the, we have to understand this, okay? The Clippers addressed this at the beginning of the season. Kawhi was not going to play a lot of the start of the season. And, if it's possible, he's going to be a bench asset. That's the seriousness of this injury. Now, I think people... I think a lot of people are putting it under the microscope because we're judging a lot of players who are gone under injury right now and are currently going under the same thing but are playing right now. I'll mm-hmm. say the main example of this is the Los Angeles Lakers. Number one heart of the team star, Anthony Davis, my favorite player on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He has gone under the microscope because he's been under having multiple injury issues, but he's still playing. And he's still Now the Lakers are starting to come into their own, I will say this. Despite the record, y'all can talk about whatever you want, two and six. The Lakers are still getting it together now, as we're seeing it day by day. That. And you know, 
a lot of their players are putting the work in now you know russell westbrook coming off the bench is flourishing i will say now it took him a lot of time there's it's going to be a working mechanism but back to the original point anthony davis has been on the microscope because due to his injuries and now people are saying well why not Kawhi? why not him he, he should be getting the same treatment while yep, i do partially yep, agree fair. while i do partially <laughs> agree with this because i'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be on one side of argument with this, especially being a sports analyst commentator like myself. You have to understand the the height of this injury and also everything that Kawhi's done up until this point. Like, you got to think about the first injury that he got that led him to this, which changed mm-hmm. the league forever. That changed, literally changed the league forever. And then the way you have to recover from that was changed. It, it took us to different levels in how we treat our players, how we take care of them now. Um, load management became more of a thing now that people don't take as a joke yeah. or disrespecting her anymore. So while, yes, Kawhi could be playing more, we don't know this actual level of this injury, what it's doing to the body that he's had right now. Kawhi's been in the league a cool minute. He's not old, but, but he ain't he should, he's not young either. <laughs> and he should be in the prime years of his league right now when... I think possibly that could have happened a couple years ago where he was already in that prime. But Kawhi is, it's a bag, it's its an interesting story that we don't necessarily know a lot about. They're keeping under wraps. I wouldn't say it's something necessarily to be scared about. Like all these NBA analysts are pushing this, excuse me, bullshit narrative right you now. You can say about, it. Yeah, about bullshit narrative right now about all. Oh, it's, this, this could be serious. You know, Kawhi's not playing all these games. It's the beginning of the season. The Clippers are still 5-4 and four right now with uh, with Kawhi playing limited, if not off-the-bench minutes. It's nothing to worry about right now. We're not waving the white flag. We're not raising the emergency alarms. I think it's just the team is playing their cards straight. Like, we got Jerry mm-hmm. West now. We got all these mm-hmm. figureheads on the team. Ty Lue knows what he's doing. He's a great coach. Kawhi will be back, and don't. And when he is back, he will make splashes. He will do what he's going to do. He's going to do what we need to do to win. If this is what we need to do to win, I mean, I like it. I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not going to force the guy to come back. It's a knee injury, all right? That, you basically got to learn how to walk again, and it's just, the guy already put on 20 more pounds of muscle just to counteract this, so I'm going to let it be, be as it is. Kawhi will be back. I don't have any fears right now. I like the basketball that we're playing. It was a little rough at the start, mm-hmm. but it's it's looking okay right now in terms of the Kawhi situation. I mean, I will say Lakers Nation and everybody else got different opinions, but that's just my take on the Kawhi situation. That was a, a good take. I'll let you have that. And I will not argue against someone doing what's right for their body and all the talking heads on SportsCenter, ESPN, all that stuff. They don't know, right? Like, no, they don't yeah. know what's going on no. as the team, the coaching staff, and all that. But I will say, the question was, are you surprised? And I'm not surprised. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. No. But, no. I mean, again, I don't knock him personally for being like, well, you're not going to run me to the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to take care of my body, and if I have to get some criticism for it, so be it. But I'm not going out like that. So, fair enough. But it, what I'm saying is, it's not surprising because he can't stay on the floor. You know, um, it just is what it is. And that's one of the deepest teams and one of the most talented teams. And a lot of, I think several people have, you know, put the Clippers up there as a favorite to win it all or at the very least be like in, you know, the Western Conference Finals. But I've been of the mindset that for some reason, I don't know what it is, a curse, a hex, whatever. There are some teams that is always something 
and something mm. about the organization it's like the ghost of Donald Sterling is still hanging over you know the clouds of the Clippers team because imagine if he was and I get he's getting his body right you know um, and I and Ty Lue is an amazing coach I think Ty Lue is one of the best coaches in the NBA but there's something for a team that's played together like the whole season, the chemistry, everything. I think like when it comes to the finals and the percentage of the margins of error are so slim, that time and that feel for like just it just matters more. And so I just yeah. I feel like I would actually have the Clippers as a favorite, you know, to win it all. Just being honest here, even though I'm not the Clippers mm-hmm. fan, I'm a I'm a loyal Laker fan, mm-hmm. so this is blasphemy. But I would have them as a favorite except for the fact that Kawhi is playing limited minutes. Now, this is so early that if by mid, that by mid-season, if he's like back playing with the team like after All-Star break for the closeout of the season, then it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. But if this is a precedent, if this is like a sign of like he's going to be in, out, inconsistent the whole season, that's when yeah. uh, I think that... Then we'll have to consider some other, yeah. some other things. But, yeah. you know, um, but ultimately, not surprising... Uh, are any of these records surprising? Bucks nine and zero, Cavs seven and one, Warriors three and seven. Cavs and well, no, no, I'll take that back. Warriors and um, the Bucks not surprising at all. Definitely not, not surprising. Su- not surprising. I would love to. Well, the Bucks not surprising. That was a gimme. Um, I'm honestly like the Warriors record to me is a little surprising, but not concerning. What are your to thoughts? To me, not surprising because. This team, while they had a lot of traction last year, you got to think of the span of all these players came back and all the players that were playing already. Steph Curry was already in the midst of killing it through the entire season. It was like this towards the mid end of the season, Steph Curry just went on a tear, and that translated into the playoffs. And it was mm-hmm. like, all right, now you got to worry about Steph. He's he's here. He's still here. Shooting, best shooter in the NBA, solidified that. Um, players that came into their own, Andrew Wiggins, yeah. Andrew Wiggins has been consistent. He was not consistent through the middle of the year. All of a sudden, at the middle, towards the end, complete player shift became this different guy. We have not seen this even in Timberwolves. So I that yeah, was surprising. That's true. And then all the late additions, everybody else that came in, even Clay Thompson, it was they're more of a back end team. Like when that playoff time comes, I feel like the Warriors just. Hit the hit the shift button. It, it's a different story. Like the beginning of the season, it's whatever for them. I don't really pay attention towards the beginning of the season because it's basketball. It's the beginning of the season. You you're watching just because you want. If you're watching the NBA at the beginning of the season, you're watching just to watch. Watch you're basketball. Not, the only people are analyzing are us, the analysts. There's right. nobody else that is analyzing these games, being like, oh, what the fuck? The Warriors are three and seven. No, yeah. it's to me, it's. It's just a slow start. That's all it is. I will say the same thing for the Lakers. I will say the same thing for the Clippers. Yep, we're getting I will better. Say the same thing for the Warriors. I will say the same thing for a couple of the teams as well. The only surprising team on this list is the Cavs, seven and one. Yeah. This team right here, with the new addition of Donovan Mitchell, still have Darius Garland, still have Evan Mobley, still have all these other great players on the team. This is surprising, especially with all the other teams in the East that have gotten new additions to and aren't doing some stuff like this. The Cavs, honestly, since LeBron, I don't think I've seen something this positive on yeah. the team. I have not seen this energy. I have not seen this hustle. I have not seen this defense translate into offense. 
they had had their spurts and everything. I think last year too they had like a quick they little did. spurt. They did last year. Looked like they were gonna they make a, like towards the a end, run. but it was towards the yeah. end of the season. But now this is a totally different environment. Donovan Mitchell is bringing it. Evan Mobley is still being consistent. Darius Garland is leading the charge. I did not think we would be saying this last year or the year before that. Darius Garland, fantastic play. Been putting up numbers. He's been leading the team. He's been showing he can be a leader. Been showing that even being separated from his former teams and everything, he's still going to be that guy. So that is the most surprising to me. I think the Cavs could be one of these heavy hitters in the playoffs. If not, if they get matched up against They're the Bucks, They're a sleeper. Yeah, if they get matched up against the Bucks or a team like that in the East, the Sixers, hell no, I'm taking the Cavs. If I see anybody else, I'm taking the Cavs at least right now in this season. That could change, but the most surprising on this list right now, Cavs the Cavs one. for sure. The play is just elevated. It's, yeah. it's out of the, it's craziness. I would agree. And I think the only reason why they're a sleeper team, I mean, it, again, it's early, so the records really mean nothing. But the only reason why they could be a sleeper team is because of the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell, great pickup. And Darius Garland, I, I had no idea he was as good as he is. And you see why uh, the Cavs basically chose him over Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. I feel like Charles Barkley sometimes when I be like saying all these names. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying Colin Sexton, Sexton. Um, okay, yeah, those are just some some gimmies, uh, you know. Because I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh my god, the Warriors are trash all of a sudden. Yeah, like, no, 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 they're not. Steph Curry's no. averaging like 30 points a game. Yeah, no. Like Clay is still getting back Clay's into getting shape. It, he yeah. just had two back-to-back horrible injuries. He only played 20 games in the regular season. Yeah. You know, like it's going to take some time, and they're trying to give extra playing minutes to the young guys to get them acclimated. So I think a lot of that is a lot of their losses are coming from the bench losing the lead, and then the starters coming back in, and it's like too late, you know? Yeah. Um, and Steve Kerr is smart. I think he's like forcing his young players to go through it, to lose some games, yep. to learn that way. Uh, but I think this their past game, which they also lost, they now lost five in a row. Um, who did they play? God, I'm blanking right now. Oh, they played was it the Pelicans? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they, they lost. It was a good game. No, was it the Timberwolves? It was the Timberwolves. I don't fucking know. Um, it was a really close game. Uh, and they and they lost only by like it, it it was close, but it was Steve Kerr basically saying, Okay, all of my starters are sitting, they're out, they're are, we're gonna see who's gonna step up and who we can trust and count on because we're not going to keep losing all these games exactly. for y'all niggas so like uh, this is it this is like your last all you young kids this is your last audition and this is going to tell us who we can put in with our normal rotation of players so we can actually start getting the groove and winning some games so not surprising uh, and then Bucks and then the Bucks are the Bucks also, real quick note, let me just shout out John Wall man because some just sparked that's who should have been my MVP <laughs> right here is John Wall a late John MVP. Wall is runner-up for MVP because we used to have runner-up category. We still kind of do. Oh, runner-up for MVP. Off the bench versus Spurs the other night. 15 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 50% shooting, 2 for 5 from the 3. This guy, it, it, he so, talk about a comeback story. After did you, did you read the John Wall story, his memo that he put uh-uh. out when he came back? Oh, my God, it was crazy. John Wall, after... Uh, if you don't remember when Jaw Raw had made his return due to his grizzly injury that damn near yeah. almost kept him from playing. 
almost had to have his ankle amputated due to the infection that he had for his ankle injury that was sustained that kept him not playing for the Rockets for a couple of a good amount of time has come back and has been balling he was on the brink of mere just disaster in personal life and everything this guy had no reason to come back to NBA he's getting paid still you have no reason to come back yeah still decides to come back rehab after injury and is balling shot calling he has been putting absolute work in for the Clippers I just love how he is adding to this team. We have a playmaker now who not only draws the attention, he drives to the basket. He can draw a little bit of threat from the outside. And he's just, I, that's just all I wanted to add in there. John Wall, we appreciate everything you are doing. We are happy to have you back. The NBA needed you back. Welcome back, John Wall. That's a good uh, good runner-up. Should have been your MVP. I yeah. forgot about the runner-up. That's a good one. Um, and everything you just said makes me, it just makes it more sad that... <laughs> They might not get to the mountaintop because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, man. Sorry. I mean, We're but that's the, the thing. Because of Paul George, because of John Wall, imagine. I mean, it's just like having him full speed, healthy. It's like, who's going to beat that? Sorry, man. We, gotta, we got so much more uh, weapons in development. Man. Yeah. Um, all good. Damn. Okay. On to. We're going to. We're wrapping up, uh, up this episode, uh, but I do want to touch on, on on this topic. So we're a little more serious, and I remember for, I'm going to ask you. So I like to you know set things up, kind of ask a question, get your point, and then you know kind of give my take. Um, but we're going to discuss the Kyrie Irving situation, what's mm-hmm. been going on. Yep. Um, I'll let you kind of do an overview of everything. Um, but I what I will say is I usually try not to feed into a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, especially depending on who it's coming from. Because in the past, I've been like kind of over. It's always something with Kyrie. And then uh, same with Kanye. But it, it's that's, that's a whole different thing. I'm not trying to go there. But like certain people, I think even if they sometimes have a good message or good intention, the messenger can muddle it up because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not as trustworthy or because you have this track record. So I'll say that. At first, I was like, I don't even want to deal with this or look into it. But as it's become a bigger and bigger story or a bigger and bigger issue, I'm like, what is the big deal? And so now I'm going back and I'm actually trying to do research, educate myself to see what is the big deal. So before I say how I feel now that I've done a little thinking, um, I'm curious. Or one, can you explain? I'm not giving much context if someone doesn't know about what's going on. Uh, But I... I'm not actually as clear to how everything started. I know kind of where things are now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kyrie's been suspended. Can't come back unless he like does this list of, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. ass demands, ass, however you want to say it, yep. from the organization. Um, his sh- Nike, his Kyrie 8 or something is not going to be released. Nike has suspended all interactions yeah. and sales with Kyrie Irving as of right now. As of right now. So a lot has gone down. So I'm like up to date on like the fallout, but not as up to date on like what started this. Mm-hmm. Um, so please. <laughs> so, so what happened was uh, there was a movie that dropped um, by a certain director and um, the title is Hebrews and Negroes Wake Up in Black America. And basically what people are saying was that this movie promotes anti-semitic messaging and rhetoric throughout the movie 
and Kyrie Irving had reposted this movie and expressed his thoughts on it when it originally dropped via Amazon and everything like that. When this happened, um, there was a lot of backlash because the entire Jewish community and other communities um, felt as if Kyrie Irving went out and basically preached supporting anti-Semitic views and how uh, he how people think he feels on this subject and it's a very interesting topic because Kyrie has been amidst a lot of controversy in the past two years almost three especially with everything that was going down when COVID started and everything like that it, it took a lot just to get him back to the league so now that when Kyrie originally posted everything he had no interactions with his general manager he had no interaction with the owner of the team and the owner of the team and uh, GMs asked for his response. He gave none. Uh, and then after that, he was given multiple attempts to give responses or even just to apologize. Kyrie did none of that. And even um, kept his stance strong while not reiterating what he said, but more or less just standing on his grounds, which as a person, he is allowed to. No, you can't just automatically condemn a person for standing on what they say. You can disagree with that all you like. He stood with what he said. This is just what we're saying right now. We do not condemn anti-Semitic rhetoric or views on this show at all. Let's just get this out to all my peeps out there right now. We are not taking a side on this. We are just reporting the issues at hand. Before anybody tries to come at us, let's just, just, just throw that out there right now, all right? Let's just, just put that on the table. I would hope we no one here. came at us, yeah, but, nah, but, nah. but if they did, that would mean they were listening. Yeah, um, I know. If, if Hey, if we got any uh, people out there in uh, Jerusalem or wherever y'all at, hey, hit us up, man. We we appreciate any uh, anything. And uh, just to make sure on that point, um, we do not condone. Yes. Right? Uh, but uh, okay, I'm gonna back up a minute. So, and I'm I'm looking at this tweet that's on the uh, the monitor as we're yes. recording. And now I'm on searching on Amazon, like, let me look up this book. So that that's kind of the point where I'm at now. I actually want to watch the movie myself to see and, and again at, at first i didn't have any um like i just if if the report is he was like using hate speech or posting something like you know something anti-semitic and it's like mm -hmm. of course take it down but that people keep talking about it and talking about it and it's kind of like what is it it, it either is or it isn't i don't yeah. understand so it's and, a thin line yeah so now i'm like okay let me go back and actually i mean that's a primary source. You want to do some investigative journalism or whatever. That's the primary source yep. of the book or the movie or whatever. So yep. I want to watch the documentary to see what the heck is going on. I don't know if Kyrie's, um, his original post is probably screenshotted somewhere. Yeah, so I, somewhere. yeah, I'd like to see his original post and if he added anything to it, like in the comment. Uh, anyways, um, again, not condoning any anti-Semitic anything or any kind of hate speech. Um, but what I really want to touch on, I think, is Kyrie being vilified in the media and being held to a higher standard than his white counterparts. I think that's the thing that's getting me, um, I think a little riled up is, and again, someone who has not seen the documentary, who has not read the book, who hasn't even seen Kyrie's original post, in part, I don't want to speak on it because it's like, yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about, right? I don't yeah. want to be misinformed. However, what I'm, 
very informed of because I'm seeing it happen on my timeline. I'm seeing it happen on the news. It's just Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. And it's like, you know, people do have a right to have their own beliefs, not, you know, hateful and or racist beliefs. But if we don't even know if that's actually true, then why are we beating up on this guy yeah, so much? Like, he's losing a yeah. lot because he has an opinion whether you agree with it or not. And he has said that he's not anti-Semitic. So, if, you know, however, I do believe that if you are sharing something and you don't intend to be hateful or harmful, but then you then find out that it is harming people, the compassionate yeah. thing to do would be like, oh, I didn't know that was harmful to you. And he did, he did apologize. Right, he, which he did. It took did. him a while, which he did. he did. But at the same time, even though I believe that, like, that's the compassionate thing to do once you realize that it's having a negative effect on people, even though that wasn't your intention. Um, like, it's okay to make that mistake if you truly don't know. And then once you know, yeah, be like, hey, my bad, I'll take this down. Thank you for letting me know. But you don't have to, right? And I think something that's making, I think I've gotten frustrated over seeing this on the timeline over and over and over is like part of what I think he's talking about and part of what some of the things that Kanye West is talking about is this sort of, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like maybe censorship of yeah. black people in America and yeah. then also holding them to higher standards. And when there is sort of repercussions, they are swifter and they are harder yep. and they are unforgiving yep. for black men. Mm-hmm. And then you can have, you know, don't get me started about the Brett Favre thing. I haven't heard him made it, make a public statement. Has he made a public statement uh, about... He's, he's defending himself. He's uh, He defended himself by saying that he did not know right. where these funds were going, that he was just supporting a charity, and he was just throwing his support out there. Right, so, but I, I don't think he's apologized or made a public statement. I haven't seen a, pre- a press conference. Yeah, we haven't and seen we are not, we haven't heard him, this man, say a word. Yep. And you are a millionaire, and you st- actually stole money, actually hurting yep. the most vulnerable people yep. in the world. Like, come on now. Some of the most vulnerable Like, the the level of actual harm that's done versus a post that may have been misinformed or misguided is night and day. Mm-hmm. Yet the accountability is like, and it's, you know, it's happened over and over again um, throughout history, you know, not just in sports, but I'm thinking back to, um, I can think back, obviously, to Colin Kaepernick, how when yep. he was taking a knee peacefully, harming no one, how he was vilified, essentially kicked out of the league, and then a year or two later, they have end racism on their helmets. Yep. It's like, what's going on here, guys? Yeah. They're just speaking truth to power, and, or, you know, again, I don't know exactly what this book thing movie is, so I I can't say. Maybe I'll yeah. watch it, and tomorrow I'll be like, the, the oh, basic, it is kind of fucked yeah, up. The basic rundown <laughs> of this movie is... While it promotes a lot of pan-African ideas, it basically claims that the Holocaust never happened. And if you're any type of knowledgeable person in history, if you went to school, it happened. Let's just say that right now, it happened. Respective of anybody else's opinion and everything, history is history, it happened. Slavery happened, the Holocaust happened, a lot of shit happened. We can't just go around saying shit didn't happen or not. That's how I feel about it. I mean, because history is history. You can't change that shit no right. matter what well, you Well, they feel. try. They, yeah, I mean, people can try. They, who writes the history now, I will say, yes. is a different story. And my pan-Africanistic knowledge degree, degree <laughs> in pan-Africanism. I That's have right. a degree in pan-Africanistic studies. The, the main point of pan-Africanistic ideas and ideology is to protect 
African ideas and ideology, period. If that means having to go against the grain against anything, these people are going to say whatever they need to to defend a certain idea. So Kyrie, whatever the fuck he's thinking on this situation, is probably most likely coming from a pan-Africanistic opinion. Now, not, we're not saying that's correct. We're not saying that is 1,000% right. Nobody is, there's, nobody here is in the right, especially with the past statements Kyrie has had about the earth being flat and not wanting to get a damn vaccine. Yeah. yeah. We can understand how his opinion is going to be a little bit outside the box. So That's what I'm saying. Sometimes the messenger, and again, and you just cleared some stuff up for me saying that the a documentary claims that the Holocaust never happened. Well, that's just silly. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, um, it's pretty... But again, wow. I'm still curious to know the context because some... What's the context of yeah. the documentary I would saying need that? To, I would need to, I would need to know, like, do they, are they actually right. trying to convince someone that it never happened? Or, or is that an idea they, in the book and it goes into this broader subject? Yeah, like, I is mean, it is that... What's the context around it? Like, so that would... That would matter because if it then that'll be like oh okay you yeah, know that's fucked up or oh no they this is what actually was yeah. meant or actually was being said yeah. and a lot of times things get muddled and yeah. stuff and lost in translation yeah. um yeah I mean it's a, a mess but it, again it goes back to my thinking that like sometimes even if you have good intentions if those good intentions are at all controversial and you are a controversial figure it's like no. You need to send the message through someone else that yep. people like LeBron James would never have posted this. But let's say this was LeBron James. He yep. one would have explained himself right away. been like, hey, my bad. I didn't know this. And I think it would have been forgotten by now because people don't, they, they trust LeBron James. They respect him. They would give him the benefit of the doubt. Yep, exactly. to, and then once he apologizes, it would all be gone. He wouldn't be losing no deals, not be suspended. Yep, nope. Nike would not dare, you know, do that to LeBron James, especially if he handled it the way he would. So I think that Kyrie Irving just being Kyrie Irving, it's like no benefit of the doubt. Like, again, the COVID thing, the flat earth thing, a lot of people, I know, actually don't. They're like a uh, vaccine. But the flat earth thing, like, they're, there's got, at some point, come on, man. Mm-hmm, yep. At some point, this is science. Yep. You know? So again, I don't know anything about the documentary, but now I'm just curious. So if I'm going to be speaking on this or reporting on this, it's like, what? is the actual thing. I need the primary source. That's my biggest thing. But also the larger point that I want to make, right or wrong, even when black people are in the wrong, no matter who they are, yes, there deserve to be repercussions. But I am personally sick and tired of seeing this double standard where the repercussions against us are always twice, three Mm -hmm. times as bad. Meanwhile, uh, a lot of people can just get off scot-free. And it's like, well, hold on, what, what? I mean, we both yeah. we both robbed the bank. How yeah, come I'm the exactly. only one going to jail? No, it's, yeah, you know. So that's really yeah. my only thing. I'm not saying Kyrie. I'm not defending Kyrie. Like I said, he's problematic. Um, but come on, I, I guess I'm just asking. Like, can there be some equality in, or equity in terms of like punishment? Can there be some accountability across the board, yeah. please? Yeah. Not just us. I think we know the answer to this question, but we're just posing it for you guys so yeah. you can see Anyways, where we're coming from. That's you know? that's that's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's close this out with some. We're gonna close this out with some um, updates in combat sports. And oh, dang, the Cavs oh, just went up on the Lakers. Boy, not a good sight. We're, we're, we'll be tuning into this after and yes, seeing how this, we're gonna this be ends up. Seeing how this game finishes off. 
Um, yes, we're gonna give some updates in combat sports and get out of these heavy topics. Oh, this kind of is another heavy topic. We just wanted to give a shout out because it's been a while since we've been on here. <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, congratulations, um, WNBA champions. And then also just say that you know Brittany Griner is still in custody, still in custody in Russia, yeah. which is it's, still kind of heavy. Tough, but um, people here are thinking of her and uh, yeah. helping she gets home as soon as possible. That is a political prisoner. Yes. Um, okay, now off of the heavy topics for the day. Let us know what's going on in combat, combat sports. sports. Uh, we had uh, a lot of things going on the past week. We lost a uh, we lost a good entertainer, musician, uh, rest in power, uh, rapper Offset of the excuse me, Offset. Jesus Christ, what kind of reporter am I? Takeoff from the Migos was we lost his life at this weekend, um, and it was a tragic thing. It was very sad to see. We, we do not condone violence here. And uh, Shakur Stevenson was actually spotted uh, during this midst crazy period of time. Um, thankfully, he's okay. He made it out. He gave his side of uh, what was going on. And uh, so we're glad to see that he is safe and sound. Unfortunately, we he did was there. lose one. Yes, he was there. He was presented wow. in, uh, in one of the pictures in the videos. Um, but rest in power, uh, take off. You know, we will miss you and your entertainment. Uh, but combat sports updates as usual. Jake Paul hosted his... Uh, his fight against Anderson Silva, which, if you didn't know, he won. He won, What yeah. a big whoop. Showtime boxing. But the ratings bombed on this one. And you know why the ratings bombed? Dana White had enough of his shit. And he took a stand, you know? He promoted fights on the same weekend. There was a whole UFC card that same weekend as the Jake Paul fight. And Jake Paul was estimated to do like 200, 300,000. He did nowhere near those numbers. And he tried to blame it on all these other factors, how Anderson Silver promoted himself getting knocked out before the fight, how um, it was a bad time of year. You know, he's been fighting since COVID, so nobody watches anymore because it's not COVID anymore, which oh, still is. Um, yeah. But that fight happened, and Jake Paul won via uh, knockout stoppage. Well, via split decision. And so, yeah, that happened in boxing. Um, we're seeing a lot of developments in actual ranked pro boxing, which is great. We love to see it. Um, there are a lot of newcomers coming out. There are a lot of going to be great fights coming up. Tank Davis. We got uh, a new UFC card with Israel Stylebender Adesanya. It's a big card coming up. So we will be covering these on our social media accounts. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Love the Game Pod, uh, Love the Game, LTG. We are here. Uh, just a lot going on in combat sports right now, but it's getting juicy. It's getting spicy. So you know we're we're, we're we are here to stay. Yeah, we're we we're, we're here no matter what. We may mm -hmm. come and go, but we always we are come still back. Here. <laughs> um, you know who's doing great in WWE? Logan Paul. Oh uh, yeah, Logan Paul. Despite the fact that he tore his MCL, ACL, and everything yesterday, and his uh, oh I big, didn't know about match. that. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. He uh, that's he real fought. fighting. Yeah, he, yeah, no, no. This real, uh, real exercise. Believe well, it or not, yeah, believe you're it or not. you're still real athletes. Believe I mean, I don't care for either. I really don't care for either of the Pauls. But if I had to choose a Paul to favor more, it would be it Logan. Be Logan. He's had Logan more Paul. traction, more yeah, more uh, entertaining. Despite his Jake Paul, just seems like a, a douche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Uh, it's Ooh. good to be back. This is Love the Game podcast where we talk. NBA, NFL, combat sports, and, you know, sometimes other serious, important issues as needed. I'm your host, Ash. I'm with my co-host, E. 
You can find Love the Game on, well, I don't even use our Instagram, but on Twitter and on SoundCloud and on Anchor or Spotify. And we'll have all the ads and like the show notes wherever this is posted. Yes, indeed. We will. Follow us on Twitter. Also follow uh, us on our socials. We do keep those updated. Um, and just, yeah, stay, stay in the loop. We are growing. We are growing indeed. Wake up in the morning, had to make a play. Rolling up that loud, I smoke one to the face. Wake up in the morning, had to make a play. I had to make a play. I had to make a play. I'ma get money forever. I'ma be.